Well, what is up, EKN Nation? How are you? Rob Howden here alongside David Cole for a new edition of our face-to-face -face show. It's been a while since we've been here on YouTube and pretty busy trackside, a bunch of different events on all the different coasts uh, of the country, north, south, east, west. We've been all over the place doing uh, doing events. Uh, but back at it here because really the season started, David Cole, and it's time to it's time to get busy, man. We got a lot a lot of racing happening as we rolled into April now, the, the, the regular season, if you will. Yeah, basically the winter was over with when we got done with March and now we've turned the calendar over to April. You know, we're almost halfway through the month already. I was gone for half of it. So um, it's it's kind of catching up on, to me real quick. And uh, yeah, so we're basically into the summer season, bringing summer. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on, you know, in the in the uh, the winter season, January, February, March, of course, two cycle racing kind of dominated the action, at least for what we were, where we were trackside with the Supercarts USA Winter Series, uh, of course, with the Challenge of the Americas Rock Cup program on the West Coast. Dave went to the opening round of the USPKS as well. While that was happening, and a lot of the same weekends, a lot of four-cycle racing got going as well. For those of you in the four-cycle world, the Briggs world, uh, Cup Carts North America, of course, one of the primary programs, if not the primary program in the country. The biggest race of the year every year, the Grand Nationals in October. Big news coming out there as well. Uh, and we'll get into that, David. That's kind of what's going on here right now. Is We're going to talk Cup Carts North America, David. And it's When we talk about Operation Grassroots and how the sport has kind of grown, and developed and strengthened, I think, over the last couple of years, uh, goes down to Briggs and and then it goes to the Cup Carts North America program. Really? It, yeah, we're coming up to the 10th anniversary of me racing my first 206 at the Rock Island Grand Prix. Wow. So a, a full decade of, of Briggs racing. And so it's kind of, it's strange that it's that it's gone that quick. You know, it just seems like yesterday I was sitting there with, with the Burrell cart sitting, you know, in my garage, right. putting it together, getting ready to go to Rock Island. By myself, mind you, with with no experience whatsoever with the engine, no experience with the cart, and just kind of just roll it out the trailer and go have some fun. And awesome. you know, ever since then, I've I've been hooked. And then we got you on board with it. Yeah. And uh, the next year, when we when we raced against each other, and so now it's it's kind of been you know very, you know that it's kind of rejuvenated both not only our our thoughts on grassroots racing, but I think obviously across the United States and Canada for sure. Yeah, it really has. Uh, you know, we always talk about the fact that the Briggs 206 pressed the reset button in terms of club racing across both U.S. and David said in Canada as well. I raced in Canada, you know, all my early, earlier years and, and Honda, that was the engine we ran, the GX160, the GX200 uh, were the engines that we ran. Overhead valve engines, very similar, but the Briggs, of course, an a, a engine built for racing from Briggs Motorsports, from Briggs Racing, and that's why it's been so big. And, and of course, the price point is amazing spec, spec engine for those of you who may be into the program. But again, we talked about it. This is all about Cup Carts North America. It's something that's happened over the last couple of years. It's been a fantastic program into their, what, six Grand Nationals this year. Uh, they started with uh, their own series, the, Ch the Champions Cup, and now there's a South Series, a North Series. And the primary focus, David, for this particular edition of Face to Face is really for the first time, 25 years I've been doing this. I remember Scusa you know, was up in Canada for like a couple of years with a regional program, but it, but to be honest, this is a, you know, it's cup carts, North America. And it truly is now with the new uh, cup carts, Canada program. Gerald Case is going to join us. Greg Jasperson are, are waiting in the wings. This is big. I think for the sport to be able to have that connection, not just, Hey, we all race Briggs, but man, under the same rule set and under the same kind of culture as well with CKNA. Yeah. It's, it's a unique, uh, situation and, and program that's going because again like you said there hasn't been very many programs that have gone both countries uh you yeah. know wk i don't think they've had a lot of racers from canada but i don't think they ever really hosted races 
Canada, but, um, stars, they did, they did a couple races in Canada, but never really had a footing. They had a lot of okay. racers from Canada, but never really a series. Now, you know, this organization cup carts, North America, we always wondered, why did you add the North America? Well, <laughs> they've added the North America because <laughs> now they have both programs in the United States and Canada. That's it. Let's bring him in right now. Gerald Casely and uh, Greg Jasperson, of course, those of you who know Cup Carts North America, you know Greg Jasperson, he and Steve Vermeer, uh, the owners of the Cup Carts North America program. I've known Gerald Casely for quite a while, actually. Gerald's um, one, of the, one of the major players in terms of karting in Canada. Actually built my engine, I believe, my Briggs for the uh, 2015 Canadian Grand Nationals, I think it was. Uh, Gerald from East Coast Karting. Gerald, both of you guys first. Thanks. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your evening here on a Wednesday to be with us. Thanks. Glad to be here, Rob. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks for doing it. Well, this is it. So this is, we've been kind of waiting for this a little bit. We had the article out, but I want to find out, obviously, Cup Carts Canada. This is an amazing deal for for the people that run in Canada uh, and just overall to be able to bring everything together. Gerald, let's start with you. How how did this happen? Like, what what was the motivation for you to say, listen, this is where I want to go. Um, you know, I got to get with Greg. What, what, what pushed you? I know that at one point you and I talked about you were having a shootout race, a Can-Am shootout race that, that COVID kind of kicked in the teeth. Uh, but where did this come from? So, so yeah, initially, uh, pre-COVID, uh, I mean, I've been in, in, uh, racing for probably 35 plus years, yeah. uh, always been a four cycle guy. Uh, <clears throat> it's kind of in my blood. Uh, so, in, in, in pre-COVID, uh, I actually wanted to have a series specifically for the four-cycle guys uh, where they were the show. And uh, so I, I talked to a track, and uh, we started to put it together. And I actually called Greg and said, you know, I'm thinking of doing this. Do you think you could help me out with perhaps tickets to your Grand Nationals for our winners? So I thought that would be a carrot at the end of uh, at the end of, <coughs> of the the rainbow such thing. So anyway, to make a long story short, uh, COVID came along and kind of crunched that. Uh, got hooked up with Greg again, was going to Florida this year to, to the sunny south. So uh, I said, set up a meeting to meet with him at the Winter Nationals. So, and, and under the same assumption that I could get perhaps tickets to his to his race to, to give to my winners. And uh, he said, sure, no problem, let's chat. So uh, I beat her down to Florida for January 1st and uh, I met with Greg and uh, Steve Amir. And uh, we started talking, you know, about what I was gonna do and, and, and stuff like that. And as we started talking, I started to think that Greg Jasperson has a lot of the same thoughts and, and uh, about four cycle racing as I do. And, and what his program is. So we talked more and he said basically, you know, during the talk that there was no problem to get tickets, you know, to, to, to help out. Uh, but then he said, well, you know, we've been thinking of coming to Canada. What, what, what's your thoughts of, you know, doing a CKNA deal in Canada, Cup Card Canada? And, you know, <clears throat> as all of us in racing, we all think we, we know what's right. And we know what the, the real deal is. So I thought, yeah, you know, I, I'd perhaps entertain that. But mostly, you know, I have my own ways and what I think it should the program should look like. So we chatted for, I guess it was three or four hours, eh, Greg, that day. So I said, you know, let, let me sleep on this and I'll get back to you by Sunday. And I think this was maybe Friday. So I purposely watched the program for two days. 
And man, I was impressed. It was very professional, you know, it, for four cycle racing, it was, it was kind of what I'd like to do. So, uh, so on Sunday, I went back to him and said, yeah, uh, you know, what you said about perhaps doing a cup car Canada thing, let's entertain that a little bit more. So we chatted again and, and, uh, kind of shook hands at that time and said, yeah, let's do something. And for the next month, we hashed it out back and forth and, and figured out, uh, some of the finer details and uh that's cup car canada was born at that time or cup car division canada and uh we've been just working on our two races that we're going to have uh and basically that's that's the deal so the, the officially it's cup carts north america canada division greg is that correct yep yeah do you kind of do you feel the same way? Is that kind of how I, I always love how things happen like this, right? You never know how a series starts, whether it's in a bar somewhere with a couple of guys talking about what to do, uh, one person with you know the motivation to make something happen. But uh, you know, obviously Gerald hustles down from the cold tundra of Canada to Florida for for a race weekend, and and something really big happens. Uh, yeah. Greg, your your first thoughts of Gerald when he first came down? With, did did you see that there was maybe a, a spark? That this could this could move was this something you really guys were, were looking for if it wasn't yeah. for gerald so um obviously it's always been on the radar to go to canada um i could probably if i knew how to share my screen pull up an email uh i believe you giving me a hard time about calling our series cup carts north america without <laughs> having a canadian race um no so yo um so yeah it's been on our radar for quite some time I love um it. and when gerald reached out pre-covid uh, about doing his event um, we kind of thought that might be our gateway. Um, and then COVID happened. Obviously, we all kind of had to worry about what we had going on ourselves. Um, so when Gerald came back and said he was interested in doing something again and wanted to get his deal going again, Steve and I thought, you know what, now's the time. We had great momentum coming off of Grand Nationals 5. Um, really, the season in general just went so well yeah. that we thought. Yeah, the spring now it's massive. Yeah, you know, so now we, we felt now was the time. If we were really going to try to step on the gas and try to grow this deal um, and try to get more racers attracted, because truly our biggest thing in doing this, I mean, there, there's such a draw for trying to get everybody together for one big race, um, and that has become Grand Nationals. So if we can get more of the Canadian racers accustomed to the way we do things where it won't be such system shock from what they're yeah. used to for when they yeah. come to race with us, you know that i mean i think with the the first year the canadians all came we had 40 or 50 of them i i expect that to double if not triple this year because we're gonna have so many racers that are now used to our program and understand how we do things so let's before we jump into the dates let's let's that's a good segue i think um h- how's that going to play h- how are how is cup carts canada going to be is, is there going to be any major or any differences at all or, or, or gerald do you plan to try to kind of run exactly the way they run things so, so, so for this year, what we've decided, uh, so it's not a huge culture shock, uh, to do a hybrid, we'll say set of rules, uh, where, and there's not a lot of difference. Like I went through Greg's rule book, you know, a dozen or two dozen times. And, and the more I read it, the more, you know, it's awful close to what we do other than a couple of, you know, our tires of course are different. Uh, our track width is different. So this year, uh, Basically, we're going to run the, the blue tire Vega for this year in Canada. Uh, and we're going to run at 50-inch track width. Other than that, there's very there's some minute you know, safety stuff uh, a little bit here and there. But other than that, I think we're, 
that's pretty well it, isn't it, Greg? And, and, and in 2022, we plan on going completely CKNA rules. 23. 23. 23. 23. 23. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm still pre-COVID, right? I get it. I get it. But, but 2023, it'll be 100%. Uh, okay. You, you know, you know, they're, they're, they're rules type thing. So, uh, yeah, like I, I spent, I went four races this year, the CKNA stuff down south. And, and uh, like I say, whatever the culture is that Greg has figured out, I just hope I can bring that to Canada. Because it's, it's like, to me, it's old school, cool, four cycle racing. And that's what I want to bring uh, back to, to the four stroke community. Is the Vega blue tire something that's already used in Canada for those of us who don't know what's what's used yes. up there? That, that's what's been used in Canada for quite a few years. And and that's that it, it would have been pretty tough to bring a new tire in. Uh, I mean, a couple of things, I think, because of the global supply chain issue and trying to get something, you know, right away. Uh, so, yeah, so so we're going to stick with that tire this year and then next year go full on cup card. The CKNA rule book is going to be the rule book. You you mentioned um, trying to get the, that that culture that Greg and Steve have been able to develop in their program, right? With a big draw, just the, the feel of the race. You want to get that up into, into what you're going to be doing, right? The, the races, by the way, uh, we didn't really jump into the, that yet. June 24, 25, 26, a point to Lac in Quebec, and July 22nd, 23rd at Goodwood Cartways, the legendary track in Goodwood, Goodwood, Ontario, just a little bit uh, west of Toronto. So to get this culture. I, I know. I think we hinted on it in the in the press release, the initial press release. Are you going to bring some of the guys up? Is, is Greg and some of the crew going to be yeah. at your races, uh, Gerald, to, to yeah. actually be there physically? Yeah, Greg. Greg's going to be there for sure. Uh, their race director's coming up. Uh, their announcer uh, uh, is going to be up there. Uh, yeah, Dave Matt. Hold on. Is there, a casino, is there a casino nearby the racetracks? Uh, well, within <laughs> an hour, I think. So. Uh, and and of course, uh, Steve uh, is coming up with his his complete tech uh, tech uh, people. Wow, okay. So we're going to have uh, the three tech people that do CKNA that'll do our races, uh, and then you know Greg and them are coming up. Uh, we put in a in, in place a I think a fairly good uh, official you know people doing. We have uh, for those in Canada will know what I'm talking about the Quebec flaggers, uh, the flaggers that help out with the formula one race. Yep. Uh, same with the grid people. Uh, so we're hoping, you know, everything, everything can come off and we can create what Greg does in, in the U S we pause our face to face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN radio network. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history of motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level of track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box 
to their cart and be on the podium at the end of race day. Be sure to follow Briggs and Stratton Racing on Facebook and through at Race Briggs on Instagram. To learn more about the 206 engine or to find the North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs and Stratton Racing, what powers you? Are you ready to go from carts to cars? Since 1975, the Skip Barber Racing School has taken great drivers and made them champions. Today, we're proud to welcome the next generation of winners. Make the transition from carts to cars with the Skip Barber Formula Race Series. You'll compete at the most iconic tracks in America. Race weekends include your very own equalized Formula 4 race car, a professional crew, expert instruction, video and data analysis, hospitality, and more. This is the place to fulfill your dream of becoming a champion. Sign up today by calling 866-932-1949 or visit us at skipbarber.com. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Uh, class structure, uh, one of the things that's a little different, like nomenclature for one thing. I know that we, you know, we, we name different things normally in Canada that we always have. Um, <laughs> great laughing, boys laughing about that. We're, we're working uh, on it. <laughs> junior light, junior, senior light, senior medium, senior heavy, master, uh, all part of the program. Here's David throwing up the, uh, the, the class structure that we'll have at the Cup Carts Canada Division here in 2022. You can see a lot of the stuff there. And, of course, you can always go to the Cup Carts website or uh, make sure if you're tuning in here and you're maybe a U.S. driver or like who wants to come up and run a couple of these races, because I'm telling you, Point the Lock, fantastic track. Same with Goodwood, legendary facility, a lot of fun to run. Um, you can obviously join up on their on their Facebook page for sure to get a lot of information. Uh, but, Gerald, here's there's the lineup. Is, is this – will we see some nomenclature change for, for, uh, for 2023? Are we going to see the sportsman name get in there, that kind of thing? uh yeah that's yeah we're working on that <laughs> yeah we're just not we, used to it like I, we, light light and heavy was and and stuff like that junior light junior that's what we ran yeah, when, yeah. for 30 years at least right yeah and, and uh yeah i i again we we did that for the canada for the first year because of you know it, it's what we use the classes we use here yeah. and uh we did we didn't want to really shoot ourselves in the foot by uh you know, not including them people, and we want to include everybody. Um, I think one cool thing about classes that I see in the U.S. that we don't do much here in Canada, but I hope we start with this, is most people in the senior classes run two. Yeah. You, you know, you get your senior guy that runs medium or your medium guy that runs heavy or your master guy that runs legends, and, and we have no legends this year, but uh, next year we're hoping, you know, for legends. I think you'll see. I think you'll see a bunch of legend guys for sure, Dave. Yeah. Just just for those who again aren't from Canada and understand the the junior side of things, what? Why are there two different junior categories? Uh, like you have you have you know I'll put up here that you have the junior okay. light sportsman and then you have junior CIK. So we'll kind of kind of explain the differences. Obviously, there's different slides, but very similar uh, age group. Yeah, basically, it's it's. Uh, some kids at, at uh, you know, 11 years old are 55 pounds and some kids at 12 and 13, you know, 14 years old, are, they couldn't meet that weight. So yeah. I think it's more a size thing. Uh, 
you know, the, the smaller kids get to run without a hundred pounds of lead on their go-kart. Okay. Uh, and you, you know, I mean, where I come from, we only run one junior class because, you know, the club just don't, doesn't have enough people. But when you go to Ontario and, and that there's, there's, there's enough to run a big class of each. So. Yeah, well, and, and I think and David, it really that, it really comes down to that. It's it's almost like a light and heavy within it, right? Within that, with, with the way it works, and it just it, work, it actually works really, really well, to be honest. Well, and, and drivers, and, oh, sorry, go ahead, Greg. I was gonna say in the conversations that Gerald and I had when we were working all this out, um, I think there's some opportunities for us to adjust our class structure as well. I don't think um, for 2023, you know, it's still a little bit of a work in progress because we want to see how things work out on both sides of it, um, but kind of the envision that we have right now is that both class structures are going to kind of merge. So it's not going to be that Canada is going to adopt the American or the Americans going to adopt the Canada. Um, we, we kind of see this as there's an opportunity to kind of merge them both together and have a completely, not completely, but a slightly adjusted from what we've been doing currently, because quite frankly, I see a lot of benefits to what their Canadians are doing in those youth classes, having a little bit more of a stepping stone in there. I like that. I agree. And and, and the drivers are only allowed to race one of those cast classes. They can't double dip like the senior drivers. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. One thing, so. folks, if you're tuning in here right now, if you have any questions for either Greg or Gerald regarding uh, the Cup Carts Canada Division program, feel free to post them up here, whether you're on YouTube or you're watching on Facebook. We'll try to bring those into the show as well if you do have any questions. Um, Gerald, anything else you want to get out there right now before we maybe talk about uh, what's going on uh, south of the border? Uh, no, just that our races are going to be, uh, <clears throat> like, uh, explain, and uh, just what I liked about the CKNAs, you know, their business model or their culture is, uh, for instance, their prizes. They give away tons of prizes. They yeah. give back a ton. And, uh, and they do that through their driver's meeting through a draw versus front-loading it to the, to, the, to the guys that win the races. Uh, you know, like the guys that win the races, they're going to get trophies, you know, they're going to win a championship, but you know, if, if you get a 18th, 20th, 23rd place guy and he wins a generator and goes home with a generator, all of a sudden finish 23rd and you got a generator, still a good time. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, uh, you don't or have to or, or computers and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or cheese balls. But anyway, that's a. Can we get cheese balls up there, or do I have to, uh, do I have to import those? You'll have to bring. No, I think we, yeah, we don't. We don't. We use all that <laughs> to make curds for poutine. I'm sorry. For, yeah. <laughs> exactly. no. so, so, so anyway, and again, that's that's the stuff that I want to bring into it. The fun We're, we plan, like uh, the race in Quebec at, at Point de Lac, is on Saint John de Baptiste weekend. So you know we're going to have a big fireworks. There's the campground and there's a water park right beside uh, you know we're, we're trying to engage a lot of fun things as well as you know we want it to be competitive we want it to be hard racing but we also want it to be to be fun and enjoy Cole, is that you checking your calendar yeah it's not on my calendar <laughs> <laughs> no it's not on your calendar but it is a pretty popular holiday I, I know that the Goodwood race is not on my calendar either because yeah. it's like an open weekend within about nine straight weekends. But Gerald keeps busting my. It will be on his calendar. <laughs> <Every time>. <laughs> just, <laughs> I will say this, guys. I'm just going to jump over to it here. The minute we posted this up that we were doing this, we got Dave and I got an email uh, from Dan Roach from Briggs, which I thought was fantastic. And he was very excited about this, just thinks this is awesome. 
to have the CKNA and, and the Canadian program kind of coming together. And, and uh, Gerald, you could speak about it a little bit because obviously when you and I, as I said, you, you were, you handled my engine for the Canadian nationals back in 2015 when I ran with Kevin Monteith's team at Goodwood, but Briggs, Briggs has been, they've been really, really supportive of Canadian karting as well. Again, that big move from Honda kind of over to Briggs, uh, you know, they stepped in there in a big way. Canada was actually, Canada played a really big role. A pivotal role, I think, in the development of the 206 program, yeah. probably even more so even with the CIK chassis, right? CIK chassis has obviously become the number one thing in CKNA, but you know, a lot of times before that, it was the full bodywork stuff. Hmm. Everything that happened in Canada because they didn't have that, it was all fully CIK as soon as the Briggs came rolling. Yeah. No, no. I mean, Briggs, in my mind, and, and I could be a little biased, but. Uh, it, it basically saved four-stroke racing in Canada. I agree. Uh, you know, back, I think it was 12 or 11 when, when, when we brought the program in, I went to the Canadian Nationals and there was 13 people, I believe, in senior uh, at the Canadian Nationals in four-stroke, and it was just, it, it wasn't working. Uh, and, you know, once the Briggs came in, it, it started to build. And, I mean, now pretty well at every major race in Canada, the Briggs are... You know, if we're not 50% of the entries, we're more. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's it's close racing. It's affordable racing. It's just they, they've done a lot to, you know, to keep, I mean, four-stroke racing alive. But I, I believe karting in general alive because it's the grassroots. It's where we, you know, you, you bring your customer in and you qualify your customer and and that's kind of how most people come through. So well, yeah, we've used we've used the term the fact that it's lowered the barrier of entry so much, right? For people yes. coming in, it's just so easy to bolt that thing on out of the box. I, you know, I yeah. ran Rock Island that one year, pulled it right out of the box, bolted it on a cart that Brian McCaddy gave me, and and I think I qualified eighth or something like that. It was right. It was yeah. same thing with you, David. Right out of the box, ten, you, went racing, ten years so. ago, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so no, a couple no. quick it, things. Hey, here, right? finished fifth at Rock Island. I beat yeah. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I finished second and didn't beat Greg. <laughs> third. I think I finished third. Fourth, I finished third, fourth. Third. He I, finished second. No, because I, I think Jeff Scott got me to that on that race. Oh, I think they, point, they both yeah. drafted by me. Tony Nielsen won. You're that. telling me that there was two years I finished? <laughs> no, hold on. This, this is interesting because this Carding TV says Greg used to run Rock Island. Will he ever make a return? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, doubtable to be honest with you. Um, it just there's not enough weekends anymore. I, hear um, I, I, hear I would you. love to. Um, my goal this year is to at least show up and watch because I haven't even done that for a couple of years. Um, I'm busy. And, and we all know what will happen as soon as I show back up. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, he's not on the show, but Steve Vermeer does comment and say CKNA has always been a work in progress, which is definitely true, which is awesome about it. You know, any good program is always evolving. And just to confirm, Steve McVoy says we do have cheese balls. <laughs> so, just good. I really wouldn't want to explain that at the border crossing. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were talking about <laughs> cheese balls. You meant puffy cheese balls. Yeah. I get that now. I get that now. Um, all right. Let's listen. Let's let's we'll come back a little more Canada in a bit. Let's transition into cup carts uh, in the U.S. Greg, um, again, you talked about how awesome things were last year. Uh, not only with the Grand Nationals, but, man, the debut of the Spring Nationals with a massive turnout at Charlotte. Then, of course, you had the huge turnout again um, at uh, at the Grand Nationals at Newcastle. This year is going to be fantastic as well. Let's talk about the, the track and the event that you guys met at, the Winter Nationals. Another debut for you guys, something new, a little of a, a bit of an evolution as well, as that was one of the races for the Cup Cart South program. 
um, as was the spring Nats. What how did things go at the Winter Nationals? Uh, running like right there on on uh, New Year's Eve weekend. You know, it was a good race. Um, we had some interesting obstacles. Uh, weather, who would have ever thought that in Florida? Uh, we actually had an hour delay because there was so much fog that it got track wet. Um, <laughs> so we actually ended up having to dry the track from that. So that was a new thing we'd never planned on for Florida. But um, it, it was a really good event. That track is very historic. It means a lot to a lot of people to have a big four-cycle race in Jacksonville. Um, so we were really glad to be able to do that. Um it was a long weekend for a lot of people. Uh, that was the same week, or it was we were right after Daytona Kart Week. Yeah. Um, it, it was kind of a, a once in a, I think it's once every eight years to do the dates fall that way, um, where that's possible. And we wanted to try it, see how it worked. Um, people had a great time. Everyone who came up to me said that was awesome. That was a great week of racing. Uh, we need a break next time. <laughs> so, um, Right. You know, Daytona is a long week for people. Um, when we do a national program, it's a long, it's a long weekend. Um, so everybody had a really great time. The racing was excellent. Um, Jacksonville, the way that track is laid out, it it's great for four cycle. Agreed. So yeah, it was an awesome, awesome event. So what's that? Do I dare ask what it means for next year right now? Is it too early? Is it too early? Yeah, that's too early. Uh, I'm kind of alluding to it. So let's, all right. No, we'll, no, we'll, no, no. We haven't even we'll started North yet. So I, <laughs> this is true. We haven't started the so, North series no, yet. No, I, so I have not started scheduling next year. Okay, so let's go. Uh, obviously, the South Division runs on May the 13th, 14th, 15th. That's the finale at NOLA Motorsports Park. So that's a fantastic track as well. Let, let, before we talk about the finale for, for the South program, let's talk about the Spring Nationals again. How'd that go for you back at Charlotte again? Uh, obviously a big debut last year, and it seems like that could be a, another race where it's one of these iconic four-cycle races, right? And it, more in the South as opposed to where we are up in Newcastle for the Grand Nationals. Yeah, I mean, we I, the first year that we did Charlotte, I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, I can tell you when we were planning that race, we planned for 150 entries. Um, and we got close to 300. So it was a little eye-opening. Um, and we, we essentially got back to the same number that uh, this year, um, which to us we thought was a win. Uh, we unfortunately had a scheduling conflict up against um, USPKS uh, that we didn't catch in time to be able to adjust for it. And we now do share a lot of competitors. Yep. A lot of our racers race in both series. So or mechanics. So- <laughs> and mechanics for that yeah. that's so, very true yeah a yeah. lot of race teams that that do both yeah there's guys that uh, in orlando that would have been happy to be home in charlotte absolutely you know it, that's honestly one of the things that i was so impressed with um because although we had this big scheduling conflict um nitro cart was our biggest sponsor of that race last year they helped us you know really foot the bill of getting all the staff there because it's a lot of flights that's too far for any of my guys to drive um and when the schedule came out um, you know, Nick realized that there was a scheduling conflict and he wasn't going to be able to bring the team because he had already committed all of his drivers uh, to going to the USPKS race, but he still sponsored spring nationals. That's he awesome. still, he still stayed committed to us to helping us pull that race off because he thought it was such an important event. So um, even missing all those drivers, which I guess it was probably about 40, 45 drivers. We still had this pretty much the same number we had last year, plus or minus a couple. Um, again, racing was awesome. Um, the track, the weather was much better this time. Uh, we we didn't see too many jackets or full uh, full snowsuits this year, so <laughs> no, it was it was a great weekend. Uh, we're looking forward to doing it again next year. I like to hear that. So finale for the South Series overall. How how are you feeling about the South right now? It seems like there's a, a really good group of drivers that are part of it. Uh, you wrap things up at NOLA in the middle of May. 
uh, feeling good with the way the South program is kind of designed through the, you know, the first, you know, maybe half of the season. Yeah. I mean, considering how the, the, the rate that North grew, you know, it's been called a few things over the years, obviously, but we'll call it for right now, North, um, you know, there, there was a very slow, steady growth there. Um, South has tripled that growth rate. Um, you know, they're getting event sizes now that it took us five, five, six years to get to. Um, and that's really allowed us to look at facilities like NOLA, um, a place where, you know, you can't afford to go to if you only got 40, 50 entries. But, you know, when you're yeah, pulling up, true. when you're pulling 100 plus, um, you know, you can look at going to a place like that. Um, I'm excited to go there. NOLA is one of the bigger tracks that I haven't gotten to go to yet that I've always had on my list. Um, so we're really excited to bring it there. Um, the racing in South has been really, really good. Uh, we've gotten a really good core group of drivers now that are, you know, following the series, telling their local club members about it. They're bringing new people with them. You know, it, it's now to that point where it's kind of feeding on itself, and that's that's really what it takes. Cool. I'll let you go in a second. Hold on. I'll let you go in a second. I want at least when you're doing it, the NCCA Final Four won't be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can get a hotel. David, yeah. What do you got? <laughs> good luck with that. Um, yeah, no, I heard a lot of good, uh, positive feedback about the Monticello racetrack. They said it was a, it was a great racetrack to be at. Obviously, the facilities are not you know Newcastle <laughs> size, but um, but they said the racetrack itself was was great to be on. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I have missed that race both times now. Um, when we first put that on the schedule the first year round, um, everyone was kind of rolled their eyes at us and they were, what are you doing you know this is you know the facilities aren't good enough blah 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 whatever by the end of that weekend every driver at that place came up to brett or steve and said you need to come back here next year that is the funnest racetrack we've ever raced on um i think and gerald you were there but i, I think yeah 80 percent of the races were photo finishes just the way that the track is laid out that it, it always sets it up where there's a chance for a pass in every lap and that's that's, awesome. that's really what four cycles supposed to be about is having close competitive racing having a big breakaway and someone runs away with a race i mean yeah it's great for them but it's not the most entertaining thing in the world um watching the races at monticello is actually fun karting to watch that's awesome all right it it, it is it's it might be the best facility but it's it's probably one of the the best race tracks that i've seen for four cycle in a long long time that's yeah. that's a big that's yeah. a, a big props there We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram the latest specials and new arrivals. Fast, fair, and fun. Ignite Karting offers you all of that at an affordable price. 
Ignite Karting utilizes the spec Margay Ignite K3 with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and the Hoosier R80 tire. Everyone in the Junior, Senior and Masters classes compete on the same Ignite K3 chassis, which puts all the emphasis squarely on driver development. Additionally, Ignite Karting is accessible at the local, regional and national level. Special events for 2022 include the Ignite Majors, featuring events at the Daytona International Speedway, Charlotte Motor Speedway, the Quincy Grand Prix, Newcastle Motorsports Park, and the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati. Those in the Midwest can enjoy the five-round, regionally-based Ignite Challenge at tracks in Illinois, Ohio, and Missouri. Local club programs have also been established in other states like Idaho, Texas, Nebraska, New York, Florida, and more. Join Margate Racing for some fast, fun, and great memories at an Ignite track near you. All information on Ignite events and Ignite cart packages, including dealers in your area, are available at IgniteCarting.com. Get off the couch and onto the track this year. Ignite Karting, fuel your passion. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Uh, now, Greg, let's. Let, you guys are getting ready to go. Like you said, you, you're not thinking about 2023 yet or what you're going to do because you guys start uh, April 22nd, 23rd, 24th at Camden, G&J uh, Cartway uh, in Ohio. Uh, how are things shaping up for the opening round of the North Series? You know, it's looking good. Um, you know, entries, you know, just like we always joke around every time, you know, people always seem to enter a little bit slow. That's right. Um, you know, but, you know, we had, you know, we're – more entries than we had the last time we were there, which was granted a couple years ago, but you know, we haven't even gotten to the last week is when everyone seems to enter and we're well surpassed the number that we got there last time. So that's a great sign. Um, you know, the folks at uh, G and J and OBK are being extremely helpful, um, helping us get everything set up. Um, it, it, it's shaping up to be a really great event. Hold on. Raymond Kibben's ready to go. Looking forward <laughs> to some awesome racing at G and J Cartway, one of the oldest tracks in the country. That's very cool. It's, it is a legendary, iconic racetrack in the sport. There's no doubt about that. Oh, historic yeah. with yeah. the uh, the forming of WKA there. The forming, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. Well, and I, I, I think it's there now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's between um, G and J and Whiteland for who's the longest so. or the, the the first track or something like that. I know that's Still a running. point of contention, yeah. but yeah, I mean that's it's really neat to be able to take a take the groups there because you know a lot of the racers from new york that are old guys from the gold cup days i mean when they come they walk in they and all i do all weekend is hear stories about something that happened to them when they were 15 and racing there um you know racing at a national at g and j and but hearing all those stories about where they came from and they're back in the sport now that's one of the most rewarding things for steve and i because these is almost yeah. all of them are out of the sport for 15, 20 years, myself included. And having these people have the opportunity to come back and it, it's cool. I love it. That is awesome. So of course we can't talk C, uh, CKNA uh, about looking down the road to October uh, for this year's Grand Nationals. Any outlook on that? Anything new? Anything, you know, or is it just, hey, you know what? How big could it be? Is that kind of the feeling right now? <laughs> yeah. Um, how big is it going to be? That's kind of the, that that's the million dollar question right now. Um, I'll tell you, I've had a couple 
other promoters call me, um, sponsors asking me, what are we going to do for the format this year already? Um, because of things like Canada, um, obviously the growth that we've seen, uh, they're all expecting the number to be a little bit bigger and everyone's trying to figure out how that math is going to work. Um, so it's a problem we're working on, but it's a great problem to have. It is, no um, doubt. You know, we the last thing we ever want to do is do class caps or anything like that. But obviously, we have to figure out what we have to do to make sure that the event comes off well, um, that everyone gets a good amount of track time, because that's one of the biggest things that we always do is make sure when someone comes to one of our events, they actually get to see the track for more than five minutes in a whole weekend. So um, we're working on it. But as long yeah, as their chain be, stays on. <laughs> well, somebody puts oil in the engine. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I will say this. I've got 27 races on my schedule this year. And one of them is the Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals. I'll hey, be back we finally year. made it. We're back. <laughs> we were gonna the last two years. I was supposed to go, but COVID canceled races, and they always picked that weekend, which was horrible. So yeah, the David Cole versus Rob Howden battle continuing again. I remember. I want to run two classes. I think I want to run Masters and uh, Legends this year. There you go. That sounds. God, like are you fun. that old? I'm 53. Oh man! All right. Well. I can do it. Uh, here's one for you. Uh, let's go back to Gerald. I love this question because I love this racetrack too. Uh, Cup Carts Canada needs to put Shannonville on the schedule for 2023. Every race is a photo finish. I ran a couple of grand, a couple of OKRA Grand Nationals back in the in the 90s. Literally, I want to say the first racetrack I ever announced to race at too. I think was there. Wow. Roy Bryden uh, handed me the mic there. Uh, Gerald, what do you think about that? Is there a thought about maybe? Uh, I, I mean, you got growth in your mind. It, oh yeah, big time. And yeah. and uh, you know, it, it's funny. That was probably the first track that we went to look for this year. Really? When we were looking at the race, we looked at Shannonville first. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't make the scheduling work. So so the answer is yes. It's it's on the radar. There's there's a couple of tracks on the radar that's. Kind of not your traditional tracks that you would think of, uh, but okay. yes. Uh, next year, you know, when we made the deal with Greg uh, for, for the deal up here is we wanted to move to three events next year uh, so that we have the same amount of, uh, you know, races as the south or or, uh, or the north. Yeah. So, you know, for the points deal, if, if we ever get into a, you know, North American, Can-Am, you know, just thinking outside the box or down the road, if everybody's on the same page, then it's so. So yeah, we are. We will do three weekends next year. Uh, and Gerald, I'd have to believe that obviously, you know, this thing didn't start until January, as you guys said. You know, you started uh, at the Winter Nationals. Took you a month to kind of get things rolling. You announced it, so you know, tracks are already locked. I would have a feeling that once this thing picks up momentum, which it surely will. There's going to be a lot more people knocking on your door, making phone calls, saying, "Hey, yeah. we'd love that. We'd love to host one of these events, right?" Yeah, you yeah. know that. You've been around long enough to realize yeah. that, the, that the phone's yeah. going to be ringing. Yeah, and I, I mean, <clears throat> we want to make it in like Greg spoke of. We, we want to go to tracks where four cycle racing is going to be good racing and, yeah. and uh, you know close and not running away with it. And uh, so yeah, we're we're looking for expansion. You know. Uh, we got we got to walk before we run, or we actually <laughs> got to probably crawl a little before we run. Uh, <laughs> luckily, I got Greg that told me he's made a ton of mistakes, so I get to learn off of his. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a good deal for me. 
so I can learn by his mistakes without having to make them myself. So yeah, but let's put you you've run races before. You have your own track, Gerald. That's one of the things yeah. I think we, we didn't come out of the gate with. It's not like you're just hey, I'm I'm a father of a racer or an engine yeah. builder or, or yeah. you know you have a cart shop. You've been selling carts for many many years. You have a racetrack yeah. you've run, rental program, yeah. actual club races. So this is not something that you're you know new at. You, you no no no, and I, and I actually I I, uh, I ran two two street races here for uh, a two year period each one. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I, I've organized a bunch and I, and I know what I, you know, I, I kind of know what I want. Like I said, uh, when I met Greg and we were so like-minded that, you know, it, 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 it's a good fit. I, I, it's a great fit. This is so I just want to make sure that, uh, that, you know, <clears throat> if everybody showed up in the back of a pickup truck and a pop-up tent, I'd be smiling from ear to ear. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that'd be a good day for me. So I'm just, I, I, as a guy that's raced in Canada and the U.S., been doing it for 27 years, whatever it is. Um, I, this is huge. I think I think this is this is really big news in terms of, of two crucial people in the sport working together. We don't we don't always hear a lot about people working together, right? And they normally <laughs> work against each other. This is pretty nice to have you guys actually working together to try to you know better the sport itself, especially at the grassroots level. You know that the foundation of the sport as well. Well, you know, and it's one of those things where, I mean, there, there's absolutely no point in Gerald or myself trying to do this and go against each other, or try to take entries from each other, which granted, it's the other side of the border. Um, there wouldn't be a ton of that. But with there, there's so little to be gained by not working together. But the opportunities that, you know, once we get Canada up and running, the opportunities that it opens up, not just for the series, but for the racers. I mean, now truly these guys can have the opportunity to with the same rules, the same package. To, to run tracks that they probably never considered as an option for something they could go race at. And they're going to be able to do it and know exactly what to expect when they get there. And that's, that's kind of the whole goal that Gerald and I both agreed on was that, you know, we want these four cycle racers to feel like they're the show. They're the important ones at the track when they get there and, you know, making sure that, you know, just obviously there's going to be little tweaks and differences between Canada and the U S but it, we want a U.S. competitor to be able to go up to Canada and, short of reading the supplemental rules, know exactly what's going to happen and, you know, have a great time. Uh, you know, I, I asked you, Greg, about uh, the Winter Nationals for, for next year, and you kind of balked me on that one. This could be a little early for Gerald, but I love this. <laughs> could we eventually see a CKNA Canada East and West division? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're open for uh yeah, we're open for it. We, like I said, we, we, we have to crawl before we walk or run. Uh, but the feeling I get right now and the response I've gotten, I've gotten, I think it, you know, if we do our job right, uh, you know, people come, they have fun. It, it, it has to grow. Uh, another thing that I'd speak on that, that I think is really neat in this deal is there's not very little anymore for the four-cycle guy in the winter in Florida. And this opens up basically a Florida winter tour for four cycle guys. You know, you, right. you got your winter nationals, you got your Monticello, you got your spring nationals. So all of a sudden you got a three, three race gig where we can take people from Canada that want to come down to the sunny South and, and do a holiday or something. In, in fact, at the CKNA uh, uh, spring nationals, I, I believe there was 12 from Canada come down. Great. Oh, yeah. yep. uh, you know, head of ball, head of ball. And, and, uh, and a lot of them guys, we're running in, you know, they weren't running at the front of the pack and they still come to me and said, you know, that they thoroughly enjoyed themselves. And, and that's the part I really like about, about that CKNA program is 
whether you're 15th or, or 25th, there's someone to race against. And you don't always have to be racing for first to, to have the ball. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. that's funny you say that because it's people think, you know, the U.S., Charlotte, you know, it's 24 hours from Toronto to, to Miami. It's six hours less, 18 hours to Jacksonville. Yeah. It's only 12 hours yeah. to get to Charlotte. And we did yeah. that a lot for the North American Karting Championships back in the 90s. A ton of Canadians went down, whether it was the Chiavides, yeah. the Sodi Kart guys. A lot of guys went down to, to that event. I, I went down with them many times as well. Yeah. And that's it. Again, that 12-hour driving distance is one day, which I think, especially to get the heck out of uh, the heck out of the cold temperatures in Canada, I think you're yeah. going to see a lot of drivers potentially load up the brigs and head south. Yeah. I love that, Gerald. You're right. That's that's just another connection, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's bringing the CKA brand and the culture up there. And they're really opening their eyes to the other opportunities they have to race in the offseason. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I think it's going to be really cool I, I, next winter. So, David, anything else to add? Are we ready to wrap this one up? No, I think that that pretty much covers all the questions. You know, Greg's not going to race anymore. Uh, <laughs> Canada, Canada's going to have an east and a west. So, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you fixed all our problems. Well, hold on. Are we doing just Ontario, just Quebec, just BC? Or, you know, that's that's the other. Oh, it's <laughs> like, slow down. Slow down. Uh, let's get this, let's get this, let's year get over. this one over. Let's yeah. get <laughs> June June twenty fourth over with. There you go. G- Gerald, this is what happens anytime I get together with these guys is they always try getting me to commit to things that really we might not either be ready to do or ready to talk about doing. It's a hot and seat. I, I don't know how they necessarily hear some things, but they usually try to ask me something that they're we weren't ready to talk about yet. <laughs> you mean oh wait, wait, hold on. You mean like a, a cup carts North America street race, right? <laughs> you tried that Ooh, one last time. Great idea. <laughs> Maybe Gerald can help with that since he's done street races. There you go. Uh, uh, they're a lot of work, man. <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it? It's, it's not April. Fir- it's not April Fool's Day, right? No. Steve Vermeer has a cart. He wants to race. What's happening here? <laughs> so Steve bought himself a brand new cart. What? Um, yep. Uh, Tyler, yes. my son, actually raced it one time just to kind of shake the cobwebs out of the thing and help him That's get it fantastic. all set up. And uh, he's, he was uh, at home this morning putting his Steve's own seat in the cart. Uh, and his plan is he is going to haul it around to the races. We have room in the trailer, and uh, he might jump out there one weekend. That is awesome, Steve. I love that. That's fantastic news. All right, folks. Uh, June 24, 25, 26, point to lock up in uh, Quebec. As Gerald said, uh, a lot of cool stuff around the event itself, uh, the camping, the, the, all the stuff that happens there. July 22nd, 23rd, 24th, you may see me there Me there as well if Gerald continues to hound on yep, me. He will Goodwood be there. Cartways. Goodwood Cartways, one of the legendary racetracks um, in uh, North America for sure. Uh, if you actually look at that layout, it's very similar to South Bend and very similar to, what's the other one, David? Badger, 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 yeah, Badger Car Club. Uh, but it was good. Yeah. was there first. They, uh, it's a great track. A lot of elevation changes. Uh, a fun track to run on. And again, Gerald, and you mentioned this, and I'll cut cap with this. One of the things about Goodwood is it, it's a four-cycle racetrack. They do run two-cycle a- there. I know that. But it's 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 a really four-cycle kind of track. It, it's really, really good four-cycle track. Like a really good uh, – yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So, there'll be some so good big races. things happening, folks, in the sport here. Uh, Operation Grassroots, you know, the, the whole Briggs 206 program – uh, I think we've all been very, very fortunate seeing what we've had, we've had over the last couple of years with CKNA, you know, Greg talked about the fact uh, of how they kind of grew that North program, which was kind of an East and West deal at one point and, and found itself in the North, then the South program and it's growing. And, and I think 
the reason why you're seeing so much stuff happening in the South and so much more quicker growth in the North is because Greg has and Steve have laid the groundwork with that brand, right? The CKNA brand, the Grand Nationals, of course, getting everybody super excited. Uh, so all in all, I think if this is like we're in a really good place in terms of, of this level of 206 racing. And it's really cool to see it come to Canada as well. I look forward to seeing what happens at Point to Lack. Thanks, guys. This has been awesome. No, we Thank appreciate you. you having us and you know, all the support you guys have given us over the years because, you know, the the biggest thing about this is just getting the word out that, you know, we're, we're doing family-friendly racing. That's and that's, it. you know, and that's, it's not rocket science, but it's a great time and everybody that comes usually says that's that's what we've been looking for. It is. It's just the atmosphere is amazing. I said when we were at the the, the one Grand Nationals I was able to come to, it reminded me of those first couple of Super Nationals I went to, where people that were there realized that they were at the they were there at the start of something that was going to be huge, which obviously it's become massive as it is. David, uh, are you ready to get beat again at the Grand Nationals or? <laughs> not this year no not this time <laughs> this year this year i will finish and on the same on the lead lap for sure too i want to hear that dave that's fantastic i hate seeing you on the side of the, on the side of the track it just hurts me every time i go by you it sucks. hey I, I beat mike smith he was on the side of the race that's track true that, that's true so, that's true yeah. all right guys we'll let you guys go we'll wrap things up gerald uh, greg thank you so much stay in the studio we'll t- chat with you when we cap things off uh, David will drop him out here. What a what a great show that was. And for those of you, of course, who are four cycle racing, uh, you know how big it is. The, the the Cup Cars North America North program starting uh, very shortly. What is it, David? April twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth. Camden, a couple of weeks away, week. right? Yeah, not week. this weekend, but the weekend after. Yeah. Uh, so that'll get the North Series started. All the you know the run all to the Grand Nationals, which is going to be absolutely massive this year. That first weekend of October. It's just you know, David, we've watched it happen, right? It's been so cool to watch it develop, watch that Grand Nationals grow. And I think this new move into Canada with that culture, with the same thing. And of course, you can see the passion that Gerald has for the program. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. You know, it's it's kind of what people have wanted. They wanted a, a standardized rule, rule structure across the country. Now we can possibly have one that's going to be across the continent with North America including United States and Canada with, with cup carts, North America. And so, you know, and, and again, it's focused at grassroots racers. It's focused on, you know, club racers. It's focused on guys who even want to race nationally and can come down and and race Briggs wherever and whenever they want and, and have fun and be able to be competitive. Again, club guys are just as fast as, as national guys. So it's a great mix because the Briggs and Stratton engine package is it does a a phenomenal job of kind of, putting it all on the driver rather than how, you know, how much money you have or how much trust testing you've done. <laughs> it just, right? yeah, it yeah. boils down to being a, being a driver. And now we have these events that uh, are just phenomenal. We're and again, continue to expand. Yeah. Great stuff for sure. And again, kudos to Greg and Gerald for getting together down there. And what was a fateful January to get things fired up here for cup carts, uh, cup carts, North America, Canada division, make sure to follow the Canada division on, uh, on Facebook. That way you'll be hooked up with everything they're doing. I'm sure there'll be some kind of a newsletter or whatever happens. We're, we're obviously in contact with them all the time. As soon as more news comes out, we'll let you know. But again, uh, first race, June 24, 25, 26, Point the Lack of Quebec, Cup Carts Canada, getting things fired up. Thank you so much for joining us here, folks, on a Wednesday. We do appreciate it. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now. <laughs>